so thankful for what the Lord is doing in and through Lakeside as a body. Not only here, but uh, in Yadkinville as well. We know that we say this all the time, and we truly believe it, because the best is yet to come. That is the return of Christ for the church. And we can't wait for that day. But until he comes, let us endure and let us continue to worship him and honor him. Excuse me, for who he is and what he's done. But tonight I pray that we leave this place changed, challenged. We know that we'll be blessed because we've been in the presence of the Almighty God. And I just pray that we would surrender our hearts and lives to him and let him have his way. Lord, we thank you for your presence in this place. We thank you and honor you for who you are. Lord, and we just ask that you would move in this place tonight and continue to speak to us. Lord, that you would continue to, to move in our hearts and we would surrender ourselves to you, Lord. We thank you for all that you are and all that you're doing. Lord, and we pray that you would just bless the tithe and offering we're going to receive. We give you the honor, the praise, and glory in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. If somebody, well, Arlene's coming to take you. take up offering faster than any other church ever in the history. It's like, it's, it's done. So uh, anyway, I wanted to just, uh, before uh, Terrence comes, I wanted to, to announce, if you are interested, and we've done this a couple years ago, or a few years ago by now, but uh, if you are interested or want to play softball, we're going to have a meeting right here, over here after service, uh, because it's coming up very quick, and uh, we need to know, and, and you don't have to be good per se, per se. Uh, it's uh, we had quite a time and uh, but anyway yeah you have to be 15 at least 15 so sorry Jim um, and it's a co-ed so it's male and female and uh, so anyway after service but then this uh, this morning we we uh, raised a little over $400 for a meal so that goes to knock off camp price and uh, we are excited, but I had I had shot uh, Terrence a text and just gave him dates and said, hey man, this is when you're preaching, and uh, tonight is one of them, and I'm thankful that he has a desire and a passion to, to not only reach the lost, but to preach the word of God, and I can promise you, you'll be blessed tonight, and uh, he didn't ask me for this, but uh, anyway, I'm up here, I might as well introduce him, so the one and the only, Mr. Terrence Passmore. <laughs> Well, I appreciate that. Strong words from a strong man. Amen. Um, if you have your Bibles, be turning with me to First Peter chapter five. Um, <clears throat> excited about tonight. The Lord's in this place. Amen. And when He's here, that means He's ready to do something. Um, you know, we come here, and I, I get it. I, I've been there half my life. You come in, you want to get blessed and leave, but it's so much more than that. Um, any service can be a life-changing service. I've had experiences in service that were literally changed my life. Um, but I've experienced him I, just as much outside of these doors as well. So um, you have a relationship with God, you're going to experience him. Amen? First Peter chapter 5 here tonight. 
Um, before we read our text, just want to say with our youth, we've been in Romans chapter 5 since the beginning of the year. We're finally at about verse 5, 6. It's been, <laughs> it's been about three months, about 12 weeks. We've just been going um, verse by verse, but uh, we've covered the same verses multiple times because there's just so much there. And um, but anyway, I was in my office preparing for a normal service, or yeah, a normal service talking about Romans five and and just digging into that. But um, it was one of them times where, and and, and I'm thankful that I, I was brought up the way I was to where we're not bound by a series. Right. Amen. Right. I got a hard time doing series, serieses. Hello, because there's so much. Um, but but. But I'm going where the Lord goes because I don't know what the people need. But that day in particular, I felt the Lord lead me to this passage. And it wasn't but a few days later, literally, that Brother Jason asked me to minister, gave me this date. And I, I thought it couldn't be a more uh, timing situation. And um, so let's read the word of the Lord. First Peter chapter 5, beginning in verse 7, reading just a couple verses here tonight. Word of God said, casting all your care. Somebody said all your care upon him for he cares for you be sober be vigilant because your adversary the devil as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour whom resist steadfast in the faith I'm a, I'm a, we're going to be all over that tonight the faith knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world and I want to just use as a simple title here tonight, cast your care upon him, amen, because he cares for you. Let's go to the Lord in prayer, and let's get right into the word here tonight. Heavenly Father, we come to you in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you for this opportunity uh, to minister your word. I don't take it lightly, and Lord, I ask that you would anoint me right now at this very moment to minister your word, to say only that which you would have me to say, to do no violence, to do no damage to your word, and Lord, I know that you want to meet needs here tonight, for your people are here and you care for them. I pray that for that one that feels alone tonight, for that one that's on the verge of giving up, that's considering quitting, I pray that tonight something would be said that would change them for time and for eternity. And I pray that you would just do what only you can do. In Jesus' name, everyone said, amen. amen. I believe with all my soul, all my heart, soul, mind, and strength that we are living in the last of the last of the last days. Amen. And I don't just say that. Um, because, well, I'm going to just leave it at that. But I know that I believe beyond the shadow of a doubt that we are in the last of the last days. The Lord Jesus Christ is soon ready to return. And for so long we have said that I think this year he'll return or that year he'll return. Or maybe he'll give us 10, 15 more years. But we don't have a clue. And when he comes, it will be as that of a thief in the night. It will be in a moment. It's not going to be some drawn-out thing where he says, I'm going to come back, you got about a week. It's going to be in a moment. And in that moment, everything is going to change forever. Amen. We, we went through a rough year. Amen. Didn't get come here to go through that, but I've talked to 70-year-olds. I ain't 70, but they've been alive a lot longer than me, and they said they never seen nothing like it. Amen. So... Uh, we are in the last of the last days, and it's been that way for some time, so how much closer are we now? But it's my belief that in that, God wants to move. Hello? 
You know, you get an amen there. I said God wants to move. God wants to do things. I think God has a lot more in store than we could ever ask, think, or literally imagine. Your wildest imagination, God wants to do greater than that. Glory to God. We can't even, un we, can't, we think we know, but we don't know. Glory to God. And it may have already started, and I believe that it already has. Amen. Things have been set in motion, my friend. And I believe that God is moving even now. Amen. The gospel is being greatly more, there's more understanding of the gospel now than ever before. And through that, if there's men and women of God willing and ready to allow him to use us, then there will be a move of God unlike we've ever seen. And if the church would get on its face before God, I'm not talking about just preaching, but having a humble heart before God, then we'll see him move unlike ever before. But I believe that he wants to move. But in order for that to happen, we must break outside of the four walls of discouragement, defeat, bondage, the living so far below what God has called us to live by, amen? Living so far beneath, amen? The children, it's, it's, it's when you get used to being in bondage, when you get used to uh, being in sorrow and defeat, you, you can't seem to see the light of day, amen? It becomes normal, amen? Every day you get up, it's just another day, another dollar, amen? That's how the world lives. But if you're a child of God, glory to God, you're not supposed to live that way for even a moment. Glory to God. But we're going to, we're, we're going to, we got, there's things we got to get into tonight. Amen. I have a tendency to just go, go, but I'm going to actually go through this text nearly word by word here tonight. Care. Amen. Casting all your care. We all have cares. Amen. If you're in this place, if you're a human being, you have cares. Amen. Uh, potentially, I believe that according to the word of God, uh, the, the greatest test of this life may be, will we allow the cares of this world to overtake us? Amen. That's a strong statement. I want to say that one more time. I feel that according to the word of God, and as you see in the lives of the men and women of God throughout scripture, in their lives, they could have allowed the cares of their time to overtake them. They could have allowed their sin problems to overtake them. They could have allowed the persecution to overtake them. And uh, a lot of them guys that we read about that are mighty in the faith, even the one who wrote this book, had a rough end. Amen? This was no pretty thing. Amen? I ain't talking about... He went out rough. Hello? Crucified upside down. Amen? And you don't get no worse than that. But... He wrote this book, and this man, Peter, I, I love the book of First Peter. Glory to God. There's a lot there that I can't even get into. But let me just say that there's meat in this book. And he went through things, and God saw fit to uh, leave his failure before us all that we could learn from it. Remember, he denied Christ not one. That's bad enough. That that's terrible, right? That's a disaster. Not two times but three times, amen? And he had walked with Christ. He had seen Christ. He had been with Christ, and he said, I'll go with you to prison, and I'll even die for you, which later he ended up doing, amen? Got baptized in the Holy Ghost. That changed his life, 
Amen. If that ain't happened to you yet, that'll change your life. Amen. I don't know what you need here tonight, but he's here to meet that need. But Jesus said, so, so I believe that one of the primary tests of this life is to see, will we allow the cares of this life, because there are many, will we allow them to overtake us? Jesus said, Luke 21, 34, and take heed to yourselves, lest at any time your hearts be overcharged with surfeiting and drunkenness and cares of this life, and so that day come upon you unawares. Amen. This is Jesus that said that. Amen. This ain't me. This is Jesus. Amen. The one we serve. Amen. And we like to pick and choose. Amen. We like to make a Jesus of our own. Amen. Talked about idols last week. But the Jesus of the Bible said, take heed to yourselves, lest at any time. Amen. Your hearts be overcharged. Glory to God. Overtaken. I shouldn't say glory to God there. But overcharged that's a strong word and you may run to drunkenness amen you may run to the 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 things of this world whatsoever they may be now what does the word care mean blew my mind when i looked it up very simple distraction hello <clears throat> now i'm gonna be honest i used to love watching basketball used to <laughs> but not now well, I mean, I still do, but it's a little different now because they got deep in the politics, but, and I don't agree with any of their politics. But nevertheless, we ain't going to go there. But I used to get distracted by that. Amen? There ain't nothing like a good old-fashioned alley-oop. <laughs> you say, what's that? We got Google. Amen? I would say I'll show you, but we don't got a, right? We don't got a hoop around here. Okay. Yeah, we'll show you at an illustration. But no, but... I used to be distracted by that as a believer, <clears throat> right? Got saved, said, Pastor, I think the Lord's calling me to make it to the big leagues and witness for Christ. He literally said nothing. <laughs> and I said, why didn't you say nothing? You know, that's what I thought, and now I know. Amen? Because that ain't, what, what do you, what, that's a 15-year-old mindset that I was thinking at that time. It's different than that. God has bigger things than that. Amen? But distractions, right? That's what that word means, care. So what are we carrying is my, mind, is my, my question, my mindset. <clears throat> What's distracting you from striving toward Christ? Amen? Paul didn't allow nothing. Amen? We don't understand what it takes. It takes a single-mindedness, not double-mindedness. Amen? It's not Jesus one day and Jesus this day and, and Sunday and Wednesday. No, all the time, every moment of every day is Jesus alone. Why? Because he's worthy. Glory to God. Not because you have to, but because you want to. Because he's good. Amen. Because when you find out who he is, you're going to want to serve him. Amen. But. Maybe, I don't know what you're carrying tonight, but maybe someone's hurt you. Amen? That's rough. <clears throat> That's not fun. Maybe you feel that you're just not good enough or you're not doing enough. Amen? I see the people of God always burdened down with discouragement, with not feeling good enough, which within yourself you're not. To be honest, none of us are. Paul said, O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? Thank God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Paul found out that he was a wretch even after he was saved. Amen. So you, 
as a believer, of course you're not worthy within yourself, but you ain't supposed to sit here, beat yourself over the head all the time and feel like you're falling short. You got to know your position in Christ. Amen. Glory to God. We're going to get to that in a moment. But there ain't no discouraging thing I find for myself like personal failure. Amen? You fail God, right? You want God. You love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, to be honest, but you don't know how to serve him. Amen? And we allow this to just destroy us day and night. But <clears throat> that's not to be. That's not the will of God for your life. He said, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. But as a child of God, and let me say this too, couldn't be good things, amen? It couldn't be anything like that. I learned that <clears throat> on a personal level, if I don't get to the office, if I don't seek the face of God there, if I don't get in the word of God there, and sometimes that means getting up at 5 in the morning, amen? Because we'll get up to go on our fishing trips, right? Easy. <laughs> no problem. Which, okay, I get it. Those are once in a while. But nevertheless, sometimes I got to make just a little bit of effort to seek the face of God because if you ain't had a kid when you have a kid <laughs> and you go home, it's just over. You ain't getting nothing done. <clears throat> he almost ripped my Bible in half the other day, actually before service, because he just didn't know what it was and he just started grabbing it because I was trying to read it for two seconds. You can't. You can't do a lot of things at home with children all around because when you're home, be all there. Amen? Be all there. I don't need to be on my phone over here saying, hold on, this, that. I got to be the father that I'm called to be, husband that I'm called to be. Amen? <clears throat> so when I'm home, I want to be all there. But sometimes you got to seek the face of God. You got to get alone. You got to get with God. Amen? Um and there's just really no other way to put that. Uh, but that don't earn you nothing. But if you want to maintain that relationship with God, see, good things, I'm talking about my own son, for crying out loud, my own flesh and blood. <laughs> you can't do anything. <laughs> when they, they said, Terrence, you don't know until you have a kid. I said, I know a little, but truthfully, I didn't, right? But nevertheless, so so I'm talking about good things. But <clears throat> if you're a child of God, you have someone that you can go to. I don't care what the problem is, what the care is, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Amen. Hebrews 4.16 says, where is it at? Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. What a shame it is when we have someone we can go to who knows everything. Amen? Literally everything. And we don't go to him. But we run to other things that a lot of times we know ain't going to do anything. Amen? And the church has come up with more schemes than you would imagine. Amen? And schemes that it's hard to even believe that people actually did it. But we're likened to sheep. Sheep aren't the smartest things, but we have our Bibles that tells us where we can go. And my Bible says that I have a throne room of grace that I can go to. I call it a place of grace to find help in time of need. And his name is Jesus alone. Amen. I'm not here preaching a doctrine. Amen. 
I'm not here as good as justification, sanctification, glorification is. I'm talking about Jesus here tonight. Amen? And God forbid that his name doesn't receive the glory that it deserves. And when he paid that great of a price, and I'm over here distracted, beat up, looking in a million different directions, double-minded, more than anything you ever seen, that's not how it ought to be. Amen? But I'm to waste no time and going to the throne of grace. Why? Because I know what my Bible says. Amen. We'll be held accountable for what we know. Amen. And if you know to go to that place of grace. Amen. But you hop up in your truck and drive off to some amusement park or something. Or some go grab a bottle of beer. You're, you're doing it all wrong. Amen. Amen. I don't think anyone here is drinking. I don't know. Yeah. But that's, that's a rough a rough place to be amen but when you go to the throne of grace when you waste no time amen as a child of God I know that I have a place that I can go because every time that I put all my pride aside put all everything aside shut the phone off shut the iPad off shut the iPod off shut the MacBook off amen and got with God and went to him in prayer with an honest heart, he answers. Some people go, oh, brother, he didn't answer me. That's exactly why. <laughs> because of how you look at the situation. Do you expect him to answer? Amen? If we don't, he ain't gonna. <laughs> Straight up. And that's just how it is. But when you come in here, but I'm looking at saints right now. You come here. You heard the word of God, spirit of God moving. You know this thing is real. The pump is primed, amen? And now all you have to do is not depend on someone else's faith, not turn on another sermon, amen? Not get on YouTube and look at the greatest preachers of the past. As much as I love them and I do that myself, and as much as I love to read commentaries, amen? And as much as I like to look up quotes of things men said, and you'll see me share it on Facebook, but I have to open the Bible and say, God, what are you saying to me? Glory to God. And about that time, he'll give me something. And this right here is one of them somethings that he gave me. What did he say? He said, Terrence, I care for you. Glory to God. The preacher. Because, Brother Jason, it gets burdensome. It can, if you allow it. Really, it shouldn't. It's a blessing beyond description to preach the word of God. And it is a joy. Amen. You should look forward to it. But the devil ain't no joke. <laughs> the devil don't care what kind of suit you got. Amen. And I like a good, a good suit. Amen. That's getting less and less, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> but... At the end of the day, yeah, exactly. If you got a nice suit, that means you're further along. <laughs> nah, nah. But, but at the end of the day, and I'm preaching jeans today, so I'd be excommunicated out of some places. But this was one of them words. He cares for me, the preacher. Glory to God. But he cares about the little children as well. Amen? Amen? Glory to God. That's why I respect Brother Dennis. Because he's preaching to the, the, the children. Amen? Now, I, I see, I know, because 
I, I'm figuring out my calling as I go, and I, I'm just awful with illustrations. I really am. I'm, they get too physical. They get crazy. Like, I get wrestling matches going, all kind of stuff. Like, it's rough. I had Sam throw the ball at Jordan and hit the wall. Like, it was crazy. And so, but, but he cares for all, not just some. Amen? And don't think, oh, yeah, he cares for this brother, not me. That ain't the word. That's unbelief. Amen? Now, let me, move, let me move on here. We worry about the big five. Amen? What are you talking about? I'm talking about smoking. I'm talking about sex. I'm talk, before marriage, I'm talking about, about drinking booze. I'm talking about cussing out your neighbor. I'm talking about, what's the, what's the fifth one? I don't even know. I'm talking about getting in fist fights. I'm talking about whatever you do that's ungodly, we talk about that because we know they're wrong. But I'm a, I'm a, this might blow your mind, and, and don't let it discourage you, but just take it and let the Lord deal with it. <clears throat> Amen? Is that what we're here to do? Worry and fear, doubt, unbelief are all sins. Amen? Sin, sin, sin. And when we allow sin to dominate our lives, God simply can't do what we've been called to do. So some in here, and I don't know who you are, but I know this battle. Amen? The Bible says that he made peace through the blood of his cross. I believe Colossians 1.20, right? Somewhere around there. I used to doubt my salvation like, like you wouldn't believe even though I knew the miraculous work that he did in my soul. I used to doubt my salvation more than anything ever existed. Amen? Way more than I ever should have, but I didn't believe that the peace was made just through the blood of his cross. I thought it was that and me. Right? I got to do something, brother. Amen? Because I just talked about prayer, right? Bible study. I got to do that in order to stay safe. That's an error like that of Joel Osteen. <laughs> and then people would say, oh, brother, that's a little bit much. No, it's an error to try to sanctify yourself because you can't. <laughs> it is like literally trying to jump up and just touch the sky. If you can do that, you can sanctify yourself, but clearly you can't do that. Amen? When pigs start flying, then you can sanctify yourself. Amen? But that ain't going to happen anytime soon. Amen? So we make a big mistake because we worry, doubt, fear, but we wonder why. And I ain't here to beat no one up tonight, but we wonder why that we can't move forward. We can't bridge that gap. We can't go through that Jericho wall. We can't go through that Red Sea. Amen? But it's because... We're not believing the word of God at its face value. Sometimes we try to get too deep and we say, yeah, it is that, and, but it really means, and it does, because the word of God is deeper than anything. <laughs> but it's also simple, amen? And some say, oh, brother, I don't read King James because I can't understand it. That ain't true. <laughs> All you got to do is want to understand it, and you'll understand it. But he said casting... All your care upon him, for he cares for you. Upon him. I'm not talking about a doctrine. Before I go there, he said cast. Amen? What's that mean? That means cast. <laughs> Glory to God. 
but it doesn't really, now I used this illustration before, it means to throw, amen, and you throw something far as you can with all out, just, just throw it all out, amen, now I don't know if the form was right, but I'll throw something dumb far, but anyway, because we played wiffle ball out here, and that was crazy, but cast, Psalm 55, 22 says, cast thy burden upon the Lord, and he shall sustain thee, he shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. Amen? That means if you're saved, <laughs> you can't be moved. Amen? Like a tree planted by the waters, you shall not be moved. Amen? But Psalm 37.5 says, Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. Amen? Commit thy way. That's all you got to do is be a vessel. Commit your way to the Lord. Amen? And he'll bring it to pass. But <clears throat> we got a lot of buffet Christians. Amen? What are you talking about, buffet Christians? I'm talking about we all been to the buffet, right? You're Pentecostal. We go out to eat after. And I mean the Mormons do too, but that's neither here nor there. See a bunch of guys in white shirts, just know, you'll know what I'm talking about. And <clears throat> anyway, we go to the buffet, right? We got a lot of buffet Christians. What do they got at the buffet? They got everything. They got pizza. They got the cinnamon sticks. They got the, the very few vegetables, right? <laughs> they got fried chicken. They got gravy, mashed potatoes, tacos. How you get fried chicken and tacos? And well, they do got that up there, but you can get pizza as well. Like, it's crazy. A lot of that just shouldn't be together. But I don't really go to buffets because everyone cough over over everything. I'm just like, this is wild. But <clears throat> and that was before, you know, all that other stuff went on. But so I don't really go there. But the ice cream is unlimited. Amen. That's what we used to like. You go there, get it unlimited but anyway um we like to believe certain things in the word of god yeah i briefly just mentioned it we believe that he can save us yeah but we don't really believe that he can sanctify us we believe he can deliver us from this but not from that amen so we like to believe what we want amen but you have to partake of the whole lamb, amen, in order to endure, amen. There, be, there may be things you don't understand right now, but you can't stay there forever, amen. You have to go further, amen. You have to ask him. I'm not talking about depend on your own strength and power and dig in and fight and struggle and wrestle. That ain't, that's just rough, because then you start getting all, the devil just, just, just mauls you because you're trusting in you, and now you're fighting the devil on your own, right? But <clears throat> at the end of the day, we, we, we like to pick and choose what we believe, amen? Be it, now some would say, brother, I believe drinking's wrong. Others would say, I don't, right? Some would say that, 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 uh, you know, I, I don't, I, there's a million examples. I don't even need to go there. But when he says don't worry, that means don't worry. That's what I'm here to stress tonight. 
That's what I'm here to talk about tonight. I'm not talking about, I ain't going to just sit here and talk about drinking all the time and all that. I'm talking about worry, fear, doubt. Because he said that he would take care of us 100% if you're his child. He said that he would answer prayer when you call upon his name. But we don't like to always believe that. He said that he's closer than, he's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. He's near to you all the time. There's a hedge of protection round about you. But those are good things, but we don't always believe that. And we think that God is allowing us to be destroyed. Amen? Like he's not there, but I'm here to tell you he's there. Amen? But he said cast it all. This refers to not just to throw per se, but it refers to a direct once for all committal to God or commitment to God of all that would give us concern. Amen. That means a once for all commitment to God of all that would give us concern. Amen. But it said cast it upon him. Amen. Whatever that is that concerns you here tonight, uh, it, it could be a family situation that's out of your control. I know a million of those. Um, it could be just being discouraged. It doesn't matter what it is, but it's to be committed to God once for all. Amen? That doesn't mean that there will never be another problem, but in your heart, in your mind, it could be worldliness, could be just pride, could be selfishness, foolish speech. There's, it's endless, but it's to be committed once for all to the Lord. Amen? Um, because I'm here to tell you that this is a, a what a what a special time right now or a special word, not because I'm bringing it out, but just because of what it says, that we can literally give him this. This is a privilege, amen. But he said upon him, he said Matthew 11:28, "Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, I will give you rest." Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest to your souls, for my yoke is easy, my burden is light. Outside of Christ, you ain't finding rest. And, and that's, that's, so that's what it is. But if you want it, glory to God, if you want it, you can go to him. And he said, I will give you rest. It won't be in the fact that you read something or you printed encouraging scriptures offline person it has to be christ because millions got scriptures hanging on their on their walls amen millions got a crucifix on their wall but that ain't that ain't doing nothing i'm gonna just be honest uh you, you see in the movies where they're they're casting out a demon or something to hold up a piece of wood that ain't gonna work amen you have to go to Jesus alone. Amen. And that's what it's about in this place. God forbid that it be about anything else. God forbid that with our young people, I tell them this every Wednesday. It's about Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And while I'm preaching justification, while I'm preaching sanctification, you have to go to Jesus. Amen. And I'm not going to go there. And when you start when you understand justification, the doctrine of it, you'll be blessed beyond comprehension. But it's Jesus, though, amen, that you have to have your faith in. What he literally did for you, I'm here to tell you, I don't care what scoffers say, amen, I don't care what the devil's been telling you. 
Jesus died for you. Amen. This is a historic fact. Now, don't get me wrong. Some would say he wasn't the son of God, but he is. But it's historically just a fact that he died on the cross, 100%. That ain't even, no one denies that. But if you believe that it was for you, amen? And this literally happened. The thing that easily besets you, the thing that you struggle with, amen? He literally paid the price for it. I mean, 100%. You don't have to worry about it. You don't have to doubt it. You don't have to question it. All he says is, will you believe it? And it's not a mountain of faith that you have to have. Amen? It's not all the faith in the world and everything within you and all this stuff. You'll never find it within yourself. But a mustard seed of faith in the right thing. In the fact, you see, Jesus, I place my faith in Jesus, some say. I get that. That's 100% true. But it has to be him and what he did because Paul said... I preach, we preach Christ and him crucified. Because if it's just Jesus, the miracle worker, as great as that is, amen, then, then that's, that's, you're, you're falling, you're missing it. You're missing it. You're, you're coming just short of what you're really looking for. But it's Christ and what he did at Calvary. He made it crystal clear beyond the shadow of a doubt. The reason he came was to go to the cross. And if, if he didn't go to the cross, then we wouldn't have been able to be saved. But it's Christ and him crucified. I like what one brother says, Brother Curtis Hutchinson says, anytime it, it ain't Christ and him crucified and. <laughs> Whatever that and is, be it good, I don't care, and I got to fast, and I got to read my Bible, and I got to study for five hours a day. Because we got preachers pushing fasting like it's just the new thing. Like it's bubblegum. Amen? Because at the first, I ain't fasting 21 days. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't. That's rough. You know what I mean? I, I'm, I'm, I like food a little too much. We're not, we ain't doing that. That's just going to make you skinny. Amen? But if you want victory, <laughs> glory to God, over worry, over doubt, let alone the big five, the drugs, alcohol, all that, it's been paid for at Calvary. 100%. Glory to God. Glory to God. This is the gospel. But he cares for you. Amen? I gotta, we got to cover this, but, but just follow with me. What time? I don't know what time we get down here. We're good. We got time. I don't know. But he cares for you. Amen? That means that you are his concern. Literally. The way you worry about something, basically you're on his mind to that degree. Amen. Don't get me wrong. It's a difference. He don't worry. He don't, none of that. But you're on his mind, on the forefront. Amen. Not in the back somewhere. Not after Brother Terrence, Brother Jake. No. It's you in Jesus alone. Got to understand this. But you are his concern. Amen. That which concerns you, he's already trying to make a way to take care of that. If you'll believe, be it financial, be it domestical, be it uh, health-wise, he already is working it out. Amen? And I've seen him come through too many times, amen, um, to ever begin to even doubt him. I know he's coming through. When is a different topic, but he's coming through. <laughs> Glory to God. 
I'm glad that I serve a God that knows here tonight. But I remember, I really don't got time. This is crazy. There's a lot here, but, but follow me to Luke chapter 12. I don't normally, when I preach, I don't normally read long scripture sometimes, but I've been doing it more. But we're going to read this here because we, we really got to, this is his words. So I, I want to let him speak through this here tonight, obviously, but I want you to take this. This is his mindset. Amen. This is what Jesus said to his disciples. Because when I had, when we were, when we found out we were having Malachi, he's now here. Glory to God. I thought, wow, I'm going to have to pay 30 grand for him to be born. I didn't know nothing. I'm like 10 years old. I don't, I'm like, <laughs> nah, but I'm young. So I ain't know nothing. I, ain't, I don't go around asking, yeah, so what happens when the baby's born? Where do you go from there? I didn't ask people that. All I knew, I'm having a kid. <laughs> so I got to make adjustments. So I'm thinking I'm about to work like a, that of a slave. I'm about to just put everything I got in the bank. But thankfully, we didn't have to do that. But that day, I'll never forget it. I was in the office going through the Gospel of Luke, just reading. And I opened up, and this is where I was. Luke chapter 12, beginning in verse 22. And he said unto his disciples, therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life. And I want us to get this here tonight. I want us to really get this. Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what you shall eat, neither for the body what you shall put on. The life is more than meat, the body is more than raiment. Consider the ravens, for they neither sow nor reap, which neither have storehouse nor barn, and God feeds them. How much more are you better than the fowls? And which of you, taking thought, can add to his stature one cubit? If you then be not able to do that thing, which is least, why take you thought for the rest? In other words, we really can't do much uh, without God at all, so why are we worrying about all the other things? Verse 27. Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow, they toil not. They spin not, and yet I say unto you that Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. If then God so clothed the grass, which is today in the field and tomorrow is cast into the oven, how much more will he clothe you, O ye of little faith? And seek not, verse 29, what you shall eat or what you shall drink, neither be you of doubtful mind. Amen. Glory to God. For all these all these things do the nations of the world seek after, and your Father knows that you have need of these things, but rather seek you the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. Amen? Those are Jesus' words, not mine. Amen? He knows the numbers of the hairs on your head. Amen? And he can take care of your situation. But that word, now, verse 8, 1 Peter. Let me see if I can get there. Be sober, be vigilant. That means to be awake. Amen? Um, watch. Look out. Amen? My uncle always told me, use your head, watch your back. Amen? That was out well before I was saved, but use your head. <laughs> watch your back. Glory to God. Watch around you. Amen? Because the devil. Amen? But don't be taken surprised by the devil. Amen? Don't be overcome when he comes. But the devil, 
your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walks about seeking whom he may devour. Amen? We got a real enemy that plays for keeps. Amen? Now, he said this after he said, cast all your cares upon him. So, in other, I take it as this ain't over just because I cast my cares upon him. <laughs> I wish it was. I wish it was a once-for-all thing. And, Jesus, I give this to you, and that's it. But I found myself coming to the altar 15 times over the same thing. But that's, again, because perhaps I didn't understand the word of God to the degree I should have and didn't believe God on a daily basis. But uh, the devil is playing for keeps. This is no game. I can't even begin to stress this. No game. Because he walks about seeking whom he may devour. Now, that's a rough term. Amen? Devour. Yeah, I don't know about you, but when a lion leaps on a gazelle, it's done. Trust that. It ain't coming back. Amen? And I fear that a lot of Christians, that I'm preaching to myself. I don't know how that the Lord spared me. I, it's all his grace, mercy that I'm even standing here. But we try to try the fence way too much. Paul said, God forbid that I should glory saving the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom I was crucified unto the world, and the world unto me. The world is to have no part of your life. And if you're on that fence, the devil, right, seeks to jump on you and devour you. Sometimes I wish that it was easier. Amen. I'm going to just be honest. I'm not going to sit up here and lie and act like I don't ever have any thoughts or questions. But I wish that it was easier sometimes. And I wish that it wasn't so serious. But it is. Amen. And the enemy I've seen try to destroy me repeatedly in my personal life, in my mind, in maybe the loss of a family member, of a friend, and you begin to doubt God, why did God allow that? Or question God as to why that some don't ever hear the gospel. Amen? But the truth is, if you have an honest heart, he'll make a way. But there's a million different things in the school systems. They love for you to doubt God. But the devil jumps all over that and devours millions. Amen? No game. Amen? While we're playing games, the enemy's seeking. And he's seeking more than we're seeking. Hello? More than we're seeking God. Amen? He's seeking all the time. He's got a literal game plan to devour us. If I can set it up like this, I'll destroy him. Amen? And some of you in here, you felt that a million times that you were about to be destroyed. But you're in the house of God tonight. Yeah. Glory to God. You're in the house of God. And there ain't no better place you could ever be. Glory to God. In the fence. Amen. This building does nothing, but you get the situation. You wouldn't even walk through these doors if it wasn't the Holy Ghost drawing. Amen. So if you're here. And while you think that you're about to be devoured, amen, the Holy Ghost, because you are even in this place, 
wanting to hear the word of God. Amen. That means that God's still working. Glory to God. I'm preaching better than your amen. Because he's trying to move. Amen. In your life. The Holy Ghost is still drawn. Amen. He's still moving. You may walk in them doors, feel like you got ran over by something spiritually. But the truth is, is that it's the Holy Ghost because he loves you. Glory to God. And we were, we're harder on ourselves sometimes than we, we think is over. After over everything that happened. I mean, if it was just a bad morning, right? If you didn't get your coffee that day, yeah? Some call coffee Christian crack because that's all we got. We don't got no, <laughs> we ain't doing no other drugs. So this is going to get me hyped. This is going to help me start today. But some of you, if you don't got your coffee, I mean, it's just over. Right? But it ain't, this is, we get torn up over just a bad day. We get torn up because it rained for two weeks here, which it always does. But we get torn up if there was a thunderstorm, if, if, if I was going to go to the beach and my plans got can't. I mean, it's, and that's, I understand. But just, just some things just ain't worth getting thrown out of, thrown out of wits over. Amen? And it just discouraging you. Amen? Sometimes it just ain't worth it. But the enemy is playing no games. If you can turn with me to Romans chapter 5. I'll be closing just in a minute, but that, that, that could mean anything. But we're getting there. This is going to help you drastically. If you have a pen, pencil, anything like that, and you want to write this down, this is well worth it. Bible said, Romans chapter 5, beginning in verse 1, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory. You got to hear that. That's the mindset of the Christian. We glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation works patience, patience, experience, experience, hope, and hope makes not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts. By the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us, for when we were yet without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. When I, when I read that, now I ain't a one, two, three guy, but here you go this time. When I read that, there's three things I get. Number one, I need, when I'm going through the tribulation, because he said, your adversary, the devil, walks about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour, whom resist steadfast in the faith. That ain't say resist because you're going to get mauled. Because in, for in James chapter 4, right around verse 7, it says, Submit yourself to God, resist the devil, he'll flee from you. If you don't submit yourself to God, devil ain't fleeing. But he's going to be knocking at your door. But resist steadfast in the faith. That means don't give him an inch. But what's the faith? Therefore, being justified by faith, Romans 5, 1, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Faith in what? Christ, what he did for you at Calvary. Amen. Just read the whole book of Romans, and it'll say that literally 400 times. It's talking about Christ and him crucified. 
the faith that got you in is the faith that keeps you in. So number one, I got to have assurance. Amen? Of my salvation in the trial. Glory to God. This is, this is, I feel like this is a seminar. <laughs> this is deep right here. And I don't care how long we've been going. We got to go here. The faith. Number one, I got to have assurance in my salvation. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God. And I'm here to tell you, this might blow your mind, but that peace don't talk about a feeling. It talks about your standing before God. You may feel like all hell's breaking loose. Because some would say, brother, when you believe in Jesus and cast your cares, you're going to feel like praying. You're going to feel like reading. <laughs> that ain't it. I'm going to just be real. It's going to be a battle. It, but but when you there will be a release in your spirit come someday, and that might be tonight in just a few moments. But I got to have assurance of my salvation. Romans 5, 2, I got to know I have access. Access by faith into this grace. Amen? Wherein I stand. Glory to God. So by whom also we have access by faith into this grace. It ain't talking about a different faith. It ain't cross here to get me saved because as you receive Christ Jesus as the Lord, so walk ye in him, Colossians 2.6. So it don't get different. When it's Christ and him crucified and right there you miss it. It's just one and. Christ and him crucified. Amen? But number three, I got to know that it's for my good, for his glory. Amen? So this, you talk about, this is a rocking thing because you ain't losing nothing. And while you feel like you're being literally crushed because go read Job. Don't read it while you're going through a trial. <laughs> read it before you go through it. Amen? Because then you'll be like, wow, if I'm about to go through this, I'm out of here. But read it before you go through the trial. But just know that you have assurance because of your faith, only way you can lose your salvation is to lose your faith. And you say, brother, but I did this. The Bible said being justified by faith, not works, good or bad. If you repented and got saved by faith, then you stay saved by faith. But if you lose your faith, you lose it all. But assurance, access. I got access to the throne of God. But he said, access by faith into this grace. Oh, my gosh. I could go crazy right here. But by faith into this grace. That means that his grace is flowing. What's that mean? His goodness. You got access to the, to the throne straight up if you're saved. But access by faith into this grace wherein I stand. Amen? Because the temptation is to run here, run there, walk here. Try that, amen? But I stand in this grace, amen? But it's for my good, for his glory, because tribulation works patience, patience experience, experience hope. Hope makes us not ashamed, amen? So I'm here to tell you tonight, after going through all that, because I didn't want to just tell you, cast your cares upon him, and then we walk out of here. You got to know what you have, Amen? And those are three of the things you have. Assurance, access, and you have to know that it's for your good, for his glory, and that's that. So each day I live, 
I can have this assurance because I know where my faith is. Amen. I don't got no hope in me. I don't, I don't care what church service I go to. I don't care how much the Lord moves. And I don't want to take that lightly because I'm believing for great and mighty things. I'm believing for this house to be filled. I'm believing for us to have the old-fashioned Pentecostal just, just, just showdown in this place. Because I've been in that, and that lady dancing one time, there was a register in the floor, you know, where the AC come out, and she had heels on, stepped right in it. Almost broke her leg because, because you know, the heel ain't moving. <laughs> it just stuck. And she fell out and got up and just started continuing dancing. So I believe in them services, amen, where you just lose control. But, again, a lot of us Pentecostals, we ain't known what we had for the last hundred years. So we have, we have assurance, not because of what we do, but because of who our faith is in, and it's him that keeps us. Amen? And um, singers and musicians. So these are the things that we have, but what is it that you might be carrying? Amen? But whatever it is, it's time to let it go, to give it to him. Amen. Cast it upon him once for all. Not cast it and pick it up and walk out. But I'm talking about whatever that it is. He's given the tools as well to walk free from the thing. And it may take time to learn, but that's really never an excuse to sin and be defeated. But we have to give it to him 100%. I like what... Uh, one gentleman said really what what we should do what it, what does it mean to place your faith in Christ what he's done for you one of the ways that you could say it is it means to place your past present and future in the cross of Christ Lord I, I'm, I, I messed up or, or Lord this happened to one of my family members and I can't even control it I don't even know what to do you leave it in the cross of Christ knowing that he paid the price for your sin if you failed. He paid the price for that which you've done in the past that you can't get over. He paid the price for that which you struggle with now. And he paid the price for that in the future, as long as your faith is in him. Amen. Peter said, let me see if I can get there. First Peter 5, right where we were. He said, Whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. One of the biggest things the devil wants to do is make you think you're alone. That no one else is going through what you're going through. You're struggling alone. This thing's about to defeat you. That's not, that ain't Bible. Amen. Every saint of God who's ever lived has gone through something similar or just the same or, or worse than what you're going through. So you're not alone. 1 Corinthians 10.13 says, There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able, but will with the temptation also make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. The choice is yours tonight, and I, I greatly encourage you, don't walk out how you came. Amen. Would you stand with us here this evening? 
Heavenly Father, we come to you in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you for your grace. Lord, I thank you for your mercy. Lord, I know that you desire to move at this very moment in each and every heart. Lord, I pray about those that are already thinking, Lord, I don't know if I can give it to you. Lord, I pray that you would break through those mindsets even at this moment and that you would help them, give them the courage, Lord, to give this thing, whatever that it is, to you 100%. And Lord, forgive us for the good things. Forgive us for the things that we have allowed to, even though they're good, even though they're blessings, we have not used them as we should. We've used them in an improper way. Maybe financial blessing, we haven't been faithful to you, Lord. We ask you to forgive us. Lord, forgive us for allowing uh, family situations with those that we love to be at the forefront. And, and even we may want to provide for our families, but Lord, forgive us for putting that before you. Because Lord, you hold the world in the palm of your hand. And Lord, you are able, more than able, you, and you already have met every need for the child of God. And I pray that right now that you break through in Jesus' name. As they sing this song here tonight, whatever the need, and I'd just say if this word here tonight has had any effect on you whatsoever, I greatly encourage you, these altars are open here tonight. Would you sing it for us?
Whatever the need is here tonight, we don't want to run out of here. I know that the Lord's dealing with people. Amen. There's cares that we are allowing to have its way in our lives. The Lord doesn't want us to give the devil one inch. Amen. But he, he has called us to do something, to be something for his glory. And he's about to move in these last days. If you want to be a part of that, that's my altar call. If you want to be a part of that and you want to say, Lord, here I am. And I'm, I'm going with you 100%. Amen. Lord, here I am. Move in my heart. Would you pick it up on the chorus for us? Sometimes it's a little rough. The storm rages. The waves are rolling. Feels like the boat's going to flip. 
And to the natural mind, it makes absolutely zero sense not to worry, not to flip out, not to doubt, not to question. But when you learn to trust in Him, when you learn to submit yourself fully unto Him, when you learn the access that you have, it doesn't matter what storm is raging. You think out in the, in the Midwest and it's a tornado alley, whatever they call it, uh, of course, they don't want the, they don't want these storms to come, and those people that that live in that area they're prepared, and and so the the whistles and the sirens and the horns and all these things go off, and they know the storm's coming. That the person who's prepared they're not flipping out. They have access to a shelter that's been prepared way beforehand, and they have access into that place to where they can stay safe. And that's the same access that we have every single day, but many of us fail to take advantage of that. So I know that, I know that the Lord has been doing a marvelous work. He's going to continue to do so. As I look around here, I am absolutely thrilled to death uh, just to see people, but to see the young folks lead the way. And if you're watching and you don't know, there's more young folks here than anything. And I'm not saying because you're not here that you don't love the Lord, but I want to say and ask you the question, where is your heart? We want Him to do and we want Him to move and we want Him to have His way, but are we sold out to Him fully, completely? And I can, I can encourage, I mean, I'm not throwing rocks, I'm encouraging you to, to find that place. I know it's summer and I know things come up and I know that we all have more important things to do. But those important things can go away. I have been reminded over and over again and I, wasn't, I didn't come here to say all this. The Lord has spoken these words to me. I, I'll give and I'll take away. There's some folks in here enjoying things that the Lord has given you and if you put them before Him, He will take them away. And I, I'm, not, I'm not, just be careful, be mindful. I praise God for the things you have. But he'll take them. He'll take them to get your attention. We love you guys. I want to encourage you Tuesday morning. Summer and I do an online Bible study. Last week we didn't get to have it. We will have it this week again. Next Tuesday we'll have that. But next Tuesday evening I will be ministering at, at um, Crowder's Chapel. Uh, it's in Crowder's Mountain, uh, uh, Gaston County. Uh, with Brother Eric Griffith. It's, it's a great church. They have a great problem. They have no room. This is a great problem. We've had that problem before, and we, we expanded, and we want to have it again. Uh, but they have no room, but God's doing a miraculous uh, work there. And so next Tuesday evening at um, 6.30, I'll be ministering there. But I come, is there anything tomorrow? Monday's tomorrow. Enjoy that day. But please sell Boston Butts. Every penny, remember, every penny goes toward this family camp. We're not, we're not profiting stuff. We're not making money. Uh, but sell those we have. I don't know how many we have sold, but we need to sell as many as we possibly can because every penny will go to help offset the cost of family camp. And that's coming up very quickly. That's the following weekend, uh, Easter weekend. We will have service out here.
weather permitting, we will have a sunrise service outside using the trailer. We have now have power out in the field, so uh, thank God for that. David Anderson came yesterday. We got all that stuff hooked up. The Lord's doing a great and mighty work, but we need your hands too. There's a lot of cleaning that needs to be done around here. Uh, and, and in case you haven't noticed, Summer is extremely pregnant, and I am one person, and uh, uh, we have... Oh, a limited amount of things that we can get done. We need cleaning. We need to pressure wash. We need to, to, to blow leaves. We need to get a lot of stuff done. So I'm not saying to devote your whole day, but if you can help in any way, we would greatly appreciate it uh, because we want this place to look good. We know the Lord is good, and we know he's gracious, and we know that he's moving, but we want it to look good as well on the outside. Uh, the inside looks great, but the outside needs some sprucing up. Um, so anyway, uh, we love you guys, and uh, we will... Oh yeah, softball meeting. If you are, if you just want to watch softball, I'm gonna be the. I ain't play. I mean, I ain't gonna play unless I absolutely have to. I'm. I'm be glad to be the coach. And uh, but it, meet right over here. And uh, anyway, we'll see you guys. I love you. See you soon. Be blessed. There's power.